live. Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonado. The Black Knight Nation podcast sponsored by Higher Echelon, a trusted partner in organizational excellence. Uh, Higher Echelon is run by Joe Ross. He's a um, former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, and former Army officer. Thanks, Joe Ross and Higher Echelon for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, big guest on tonight, James Nautical, joins the Black Knight Nation podcast. James, this is your second time on here. Um, oh, yeah. First time you were on there with your buddy Cole Mazik. This time you get the floor uh, to your own. Uh, thanks for hopping on. Absolutely. Appreciate having me. No problem. No problem. Uh, you know, usually we start the podcast off with like your journey to West Point and how you get got started. And I thought if I'm going back on recruiting, uh, did Army recruit you as a wide receiver or did Army recruit you kind of as an athlete coming into West Point? Honestly, I don't really even know. I – when I first got recruited by them, it was who was the coach before Monkey? What was his name? I can't remember. It's <laughs> was it Ellerson? Ellerson, yeah, 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 yeah. So I got recruited by him, and I think within that month, he ended up getting fired or something like that. Oh wow! Um, and so Tucker Waugh was the one who was in contact with me, um, and obviously he stayed there and he's still there. And so when Monk and Era started, they started recruiting me too. Um, and so, yeah, they uh, they were looking at me as defense and offense. Um, kind of was up in the air of, like, what I wanted to do, I guess, more so. And uh, I wanted to play linebacker, so I was all for it. Um, so, yeah, that decision was easy. Um, but, yeah, so I, I ended up getting recruited by the first staff, and then um, Munkin decided that he still wanted me to come play there, too, so. Um, it worked out well, but yeah, wanted to play linebacker for sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you're at prep, are you is that where what you're what you're playing at prep or now? Yeah, yeah, I played. Well, it was more of a debate of being a inside backer versus outside backer. I okay. think um, our defense in high school, I think I played outside. Um, but it was like a weird defense, so it, it, it differed. Um, and then I went to prep, and I thought I was going to play outside. Then we needed an inside backer, so I got put on inside. And then when I started at um, – when I actually got to the academy, I was outside for the first two years. And then, once again, we, we, did, we needed, like, more depth at middle. Yeah. So they're like, do you want to come play middle linebacker? And I was like, well, yeah, if I got a shot playing, of course. Um, yeah. Plus, it's a little, I think it's a little more fun. You get to do a little bit more stuff. So, yeah, and then I switched, yeah, to middle, like, my – it was, like, spring ball of sophomore year or something like that, um, which kicked off, yeah, junior year, started in middle, and then that was that from there on out. Yeah, no doubt. Um, when you're um, – I guess when you're being recruited, right, um, mm -hmm. you're coming from Wisconsin, do you know anything about West Point going in, or did you – they have to kind of, like, the recruiting coaches give you, like, a little bit of an education on West Point, so to speak? Yeah, they definitely had to educate me a little bit. I was not uh, – small town Wisconsin, you don't learn a lot about the academies. But, um, no, they, they when they had first reached out, my coach pulled me out of class. He's like, hey, Army's here to talk to you. I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not joining the Army. I'm going to play football. And uh, he's like, no, no, like the school Army. And I was like, okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I talked to – them when they're there and then uh my dad is a huge my dad and my little brother who's actually at west point right now um they're history buffs through and through um 
just every day they'd watch the history channel so my dad was fired up when i told him that and then he of course gives me a full a full class on what west point is and all the history behind it and i started doing all the googling after that but um yeah i was i kind of knew about it um mm-hmm. but not to the extent obviously that i do now um so yeah i had to get i had to get a little bit educated when um when that time came for sure did you um did you have any other schools looking at you? I mean, was Army like your cho- your your choice, your number one choice, or did you did you have any other options, or where you wanted to go? Or, um, well, I was trying to go to Wisconsin. That was the big one. Um, they started recruiting me. I don't remember who the coach was. It, it was another situation of a coaching change. Um, but they started recruiting me when I was a sophomore, and then, um the head coach left they got a new head coach who didn't like in-state guys and so that was like still I was still kind of grandfathered into the recruiting process I guess so I got a lot of free games out of it which was great um (laughs) because Madison's only 45 minutes away from me um so that was a blast I'd just go there on Saturdays and watch football um but I was hoping to play there and I could have probably walked on if anything um but no scholarship I was looking at NIU um Northern Illinois was a big one they they were good that year. Uh, I think it was my senior year, so that was uh, that was a big one. And then there was like a couple. I think the Dakotas. There's a couple of schools in the Dakotas, South Dakota State or South Dakota. Yeah. I can't remember which one. North Dakota. Um, and yeah, just a bunch of random like small D two schools um, would reach out to. So, but yeah, Army Army was the main one. And realistically, I. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to go there at first. And then I went to the school for a visit and I was like, all right, I'll go there. I gotta, <laughs> it's too cool. What, what do you think kind of when you went on your visit, what do you think was the kind of some deciding what, what you saw? Did it look like kind of a D1 type, um, you know, mm-hmm. the weight rooms and the facilities? Did it look like a D1? Yeah. The way I'll tell, uh, shout out to uh, Coach Swanson. The weight room is a huge seller. I love the weight room. Um, and it's just so big. I, 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 I mean, I'm out in Colorado now, so I am a big outdoors guy. I love nature. I love the mountains. I love any of that, um, hunting, fishing, all that stuff. And so when I went out there, it was just, it was beautiful. You can't, you can't argue that West Point's probably the most beautiful campus um, yeah. in the United States. And I mean, I was just sold on that alone. I was like, this place is ridiculous, you know. You know, because I mean, obviously, you know, going in there, you're going to have tough days, but having a bad day looking at the mountains is a lot better than having a bad day looking at cornfields. So um, I uh, I was all for that. And then just the, the opportunities that come with it, um, the education, obviously, you know, nothing against NIU, but, you know, West Point's got a little a little more leverage when it comes to a degree than uh, Northern Illinois University. So. I, uh, that was a big one for me just cause I knew that, I mean, my parents are pretty smart people and they emphasize that a lot that, you know, you gotta get your degree, get yourself, you know, and not everything can be about football. Um, and then obviously the army lifestyle that came with it, um, which, you know, turn of events, obviously I didn't end up in the army, but, yeah. um, I was, I mean, I was all for that. It was being a lieutenant in the army would be a cool thing. So um, I was all for it. And oh, camera fell. 
just didn't work out. But um, yeah, I just honestly liked everything about it, and then um, made the decision pretty pretty hastily. If you're uh, watching this or listening to us right now, um, if you have any comments or questions for James or I, please feel free to um, share them, uh, send them our way. Um, you know, we had Ali Villanueva on a couple weeks ago, and he was saying how his favorite part about West Point was fishing in the Lusk Reservoir. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of caught me a little bit. You know, I mean, his, his favorite part of everything about West Point. Did, is, do you get a chance to do any of that kind of stuff up there or no? I did a couple times. Um, I – I, I was just scrambling the whole time I was at West Point, so I gotcha. had time to structure myself and do things like that too much. Uh, but we go fish every so often. Uh, you know, a couple times I had some buddies that would do it. and um, I unfortunately never had a pole or anything up there, so I didn't do it frequently. Although hindsight, that probably would have been a good, uh, good yeah. stress reliever on the weekends. Um, yeah, but I, I'm, I mean, I'd say my favorite thing about West Point is just the people. You meet so many good people. I mean, as you know, with like me and Cole or, um, you know, kind of my group of friends there, like we're all still phenomenal friends. We went through the stuff together and, um, you know, it brings you closer. And it's just embracing the suck with the boys, I think, is a is a really fun thing in hindsight. It gets a lot of memories for sure. Yeah, I mean, it does. There are going to be some times where you need that kind of like somebody to go to, right? Or somebody oh, to yeah. push you through. And it's just like – you see a lot of stuff that's happening now with the transfer portal, right? With army and is it happening or isn't, mm-hmm. is it not happening? Guys yeah, making decisions. I mean, talking to Steven Anderson and Kel Walker, I mean, they had times where they thought, yeah, I want to get out of here too. And I'm sure that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that, that maybe even that was you at one point, maybe who knows? Oh no, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's so there, well, there's so many times that you think you're, you're just like, you know, especially finals week is always the big one. You start building up your backup plan. Um, unless, you know, you're an academic guru, which I was not, um, I passed my classes and did okay, but I was never, you know, I wasn't a 4.0 student by any means. Um, and so, yeah, after finals week was always the big one of, you know, we, we'd all take our tests and we just go sit in a room together and be like, all right, well, where do we go when we fail all these classes? And, um, what are we going to do? What's next? And then, you know, you get your grades back and you're fine. And, um, but yeah, that was that was always a big one for me. It was I didn't, you know, I I didn't have any issues with uh, behavior or whatever. Where um, you know, I didn't it, the lifestyle of like getting your haircut, shaving in the morning, showing up to formation. Um, all my all my fears were based on academics, unfortunately. But, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes I, I look at like the Army Navy game, right? And when it seems like oh, yeah. sometimes finals would roll around the week, not the week of Army Navy, right? Did you ever take a final yes. during the week? You did. I don't think it was the week of because what is it? Is it the first or second week of December that Army Navy is? It's usually second. Uh, second. It, yeah. It depends where December rolls around. You know, it's usually think, anywhere between yeah. the eighth or the twelfth, eighth. 13th somewhere in between i think our finals were always a week after because we had issues with that with the bowl games because all of our people played the same bowl like three times basically and it was always uh it was always what the december like 17 18 19 20 somewhere yeah somewhere around there before Um, before christmas yeah yeah we always had issues because our finals lined up that week if i remember right gotcha yeah Yeah. i mean it seems like, um, you know, now, like we said, transfer portals happening. And, you know, like Steve and Kel were talking about, I mean, you kind of find out real quick. 
about West Point right when you first get there at freshman, mm-hmm. right? Freshman, it's it's kind of the awakening, right? To see what mm-hmm. see if you the right fit. And each maybe semester you get through, it could go one way or the other. Oh yeah. And then right, I mean, it just seems like um, you know, sometimes it's not just obviously it's about football, but not all about football there, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know what your opinion is of that. Yeah, I mean, it, it can't – you can't have it there be all about football. Like, there's no way to survive if that's your mindset. You have to you have to embrace the other side of the coin, which is the West Point thing. Um, and, and obviously you have to just from – you know, that's the reason you're there, and you have to keep that in the back of your head, and you have to accept that at some point. Um, some people do, some people don't. But like you said, the people that don't are usually the people that fizzle out um, at some point or another. You know, whether that's the first week or the last week, it doesn't matter. But, um, yeah, you you got obviously all the guys there that go play football. We love football. That's what we do. But you have to have that that other portion of you that also, you know, nobody nobody loves their time at West Point. I don't think even though some, some people say they do, but nobody loves that part. But you have to you have to embrace it and you have to accept it and, um, you know, be all for it because. If you're if you're not all in, like you know, it's it's tough to last, basically. Yeah, you think Ken Brinson loved his time at West Point? <laughs> I think Kenny loves everything. <laughs> I miss him. He's just yeah. I was just talking about him. I was talking to Tim the other day, and uh, wow. we were talking about Kenny Brinson. He's just like I've never met anybody like him. He's just Kenny's the most positive, happy guy ever, and now he's studying to cure cancer at Stanford or something. Who knows? It's crazy, right? I mean, just James, just think about it. your linebacker room fr- from the freshman year to your senior year, just the guys that were in there, right? Holy oh, cow. Yeah. I mean, Tim King, uh, Aukerman, yourself, yeah. Christian. We, I mean, Brinson. I mean, well, you guys, the, the linebacker room was separated inside and outside or now? Yeah. Um, they were right next to each other. Outside backers were, yeah, I don't know what the room was called. And the yeah, inside yeah. backers were in a different room, but. But I mean, just the linebacking core in general, right? I mean, yeah. holy. And and when King and Tim graduate, people are wondering, uh, Army fans are wondering what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're able to like step in and with Cole and just like not miss a beat. Is that just kind of what do you think that was a result of? Was that just waiting to turn and just being prepared, or was that kind of taken from what the the older guys a little bit from them too, or? I, yeah, I think a lot of it is, yeah, taking you, – you understand that you have to wait your turn and, um, you know, because obviously everybody that goes to play college football was probably a pretty good high school player and you're confident and you're like, oh, I'm going to come to whatever school and start. And um, and that's, you know, almost rarely the case. But, um, yeah, you kind of – you get put in a position where you're like, okay, well, you know, I'm not the hot shot anymore and I got to – you know, eat my words a little bit. And then you, you learn from guys like, you know, like Tim and AK who were phenomenal at football. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, like your chance is up and you got to take advantage of it. And then I think the wait in your turn thing is like prime example of John Radigan, right? Like yeah. goes in place one. I mean, he started what one year, his senior year and was unbelievable. And then now he's on the Seahawks. Like, yeah. That's it's it's great to have that, um, you know, play three years and not get your shot, and then you finally get your shot, and it's the epitome of like making the most of it. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I see think, a lot of it is that. that I think mindset. it's um with, with Radigan and Cole already in the league, right? And I think that if mm-hmm. people give Eric Smith a shot, I think that Eric Smith well, – I don't know what your opinion is. I think Eric Smith should at least get a rookie camp invite if he wants oh, to take sure. it. yeah. I mean, God, right? I mean, I mean what are, yeah, he's done everything to deserve it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say from a, an NFL recruiting standpoint, like, why would you not give him a chance? Yeah. It, it, he's done everything and he's proven everything and let the guy go play ball and see if you like him or not, you know? Yeah, I don't know with Eric. I don't know if that's what he wants to do. I, I, I have mm-hmm. never had the conversation with him because he also is, you know, uh, I know academics is important to him and maybe serving in like a guy like Bryce Holland, right? A guy yep. like Bryce Holland just want basically he was ready to go into the army after, you yeah. know, he, he graduated. He didn't want, he wasn't, wasn't going to pursue the yeah. NFL. So I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. So uh, here we got a comment from Joseph Cockrell here. Um, pleasure watching you play one of the single, single greatest performances at 2018 armed forces ball, man. We talked about Appreciate that last that. time you were on, man. Yeah, it was a fun game. I, I enjoyed that game. It's hard not to, you know. I remember talking to Kel uh, Hopkins, Kelvin Hopkins, about that game, and he said that you might have had Houston like on their heels from the get go. Did you did you see that right away when you guys I, played that game? Or I, I think they came in definitely expecting to just kind of have their way with us, um, which again, like a lot of schools do, because historically. You know, Army hasn't been a nationally ranked team, and we had, you know, 10 years or so of whatever, a losing schedule, a losing uh, record. Um, and I think, you know, we're getting to a point where the mindset's starting to shift. But I think a lot of teams, especially like when I was a junior and senior, senior would just discount us because um, you know, we're Army, you know, we're not a great football team or whatever. And then we came in there like, we know we're good and we're confident. And all we're here to do is play football and take some people's heads off and – um, that's the way we approach it and that's the way we played. And then, you know, suddenly people start realizing they're like, Oh, you know, these guys actually play football. They're not bad at it. Um, no, that, I mean, that game in particular, we were just, I think all of us, I mean, we had a good season that year, right? That was, yeah. did we win 11, 11 games? Yeah. And so we're right. We're going into that game with 10 wins, two losses, two losses that we could have very easily won. And, you know, we shot ourselves in the foot there, but, um, that was kind of our last shot to make a legacy for that year group. Um, and I think all of us had that mindset going in there of just let's, let's go play ball. Um, no, no, like hold nothing back basically. Um, and you know, especially when we get, you know, Houston was a good team that year. Um, I think that's a year they had Derry King as quarterback and he tore his ACL. So he didn't play most of the year, but um they had ed oliver on that team he's good yeah obviously um yeah they they had a really good team and he sat out in the bowl game but whatever you know his choice um but we i mean we came in there we're like we got a shot to be a good team like let's do it um and yeah i think from the first quarter of just smacking them in the mouth repeatedly they they kind of cowered down i guess for the rest of the rest of the game is that a game where you're kind of just uh, I hate to the, the the zone. Were you were you in a zone? Were you just on another level in that game or no? Mm. I mean, I, I I don't like to 
think that I did anything differently in preparation, but um, I, I think, what was it, Bateman had left after the Army-Navy game. And Coach Luce was our D coordinator for that game. Yeah, I mean, his his mindset was just like, let the boys play. He, I mean, he, Bateman calls a lot of blitzes. Like, when he coached us, he blitzed a lot. When Coach Luce took over, he blitzed even more, which was absurd. And obviously, you know, I'm being a middle linebacker, I was involved in a lot of blitzes. So I loved it. I was uh, I was thriving, and uh, he just kept calling blitz after blitz, and I was like, let's let's do it. I was never questioning it. So I think it was just a you know a lot of pent up testosterone in the boys, and Coach Luce let it all free by letting us just go smack some people. I know you had a lot of like there's a lot of good memories in your Army football career <laughs> on the field. I mean, that bowl game is a great way to end your career, right? Um, mm-hmm. Is is there one or two that you kind of just – memories that you still think about a lot um, that you – whether it was your what you did on the field or what the team did on the field? Um, I mean, all the all the Army-Navy games stick out for sure. Those were just – every one of those, you know, we lost the first one and we almost won it. That was tough. And then yeah. – uh, you know, the next three we won were phenomenal. And then I think the year, the one that sticks out to me the most other than that Armed Forces game was the the game that we skunked Air Force at Air Force. Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, you, you know, like defense never really gets a lot of recognition. And obviously, you know, why would they? Because it's fun to watch offense score touchdowns. Uh, and that was kind of our, our shot where we made a statement of our defense of just, you know, holding Air Force to zero for the first time in like, what was it, like a hundred years or something? I yeah, forever. Um, yeah. It was forever, and so that felt good, especially to do it at home. Um, and now that I'm out in Colorado Springs, and I got a lot of, I have some affiliations with people in the Air Force, and so I get to, I get to use that as leverage and talk trash whenever I can, which is a blast. How, how ironic is that, right? That you're able to. do I mean, of all the places where you are right now, you're in Colorado Springs, and I'm not going to even ask you if you ever think about going to an Air Force football game, right? So, no, no, no. not unless they're playing Army. Exactly. I was excited for this year, and then they moved to Texas. So, yeah, one more year in Texas, and if hey, if things things go the way it went this year for Army with them, I guess you keep that game can stay in Texas next year. I guess as long as we keep winning, that's fine. Um, No, but it's, it's it's fun. I'm starting to get to the point where I'm really appreciating being like an old grad football player, I guess. Um, I got, uh, I don't know, I shook hands with some Air Force general a couple months ago at this Veterans Day dinner thing. And it was it was like the week, not even the week after the Army Air Force game. And uh, that was just the first thing I said to him was, how about that game last weekend? And he just rolls his eyes. He's like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, I've taken any chance I can get here, so you know, I love yeah, him, I love him not knowing that. You, yeah, him not knowing that you played in the game or now. Well, he did. Yeah, my my managing partner is uh he's a '96 grad, Kevin Caden, and he introduced me to him. And um, uh, James played football army, blah blah blah. And um, so I just shook his hand. I was just like, "How about that game <laughs> last weekend?" He got a kick out of it. But oh, I, I love that stuff and taking any chance and. Um, Actually, the guy whose house I'm at right now, uh, Scott Richardson, he was the uh, he was our version of Nick Detterman for Air Force for a while. Uh, okay. And I, I, him and I now work at the same company, um, and we're good friends. But 
you know, he, he's not an Air Force grad or anything, but we, we, we watched the Army Air Force game at his house, and, and nice. he's just one of those people that's a blast to talk trash to, <laughs> and especially because the Army keeps winning, so I get to, you know. No doubt, no doubt. Here's uh, Chuck Phillips. He enjoyed watching you play. You were everything a linebacker should be tough, smart, and aggressive, James. Appreciate that, Chuck. Those yeah. are good words. I like those adjectives. That's I try to try to play like that. You got to be smart, obviously. That's the most important thing in football. But um, I think next in line is definitely be as aggressive as you can be, and um, just presents opportunities. So, thanks. We Chuck. have a question. Yeah, we have a question from Ken Harms. What makes Monk Munkin successful in your mind? What I think, I mean, there's a million variables for sure. The biggest thing to me is he's just determined to be. Um, he doesn't accept mediocrity in any aspect of football. You know, whether that's the coaches, whether that's the players playing practice, how we dress, how we come, you know, come and correct when we come to talk to him, things like that. He doesn't, he doesn't tolerate any BS. Um, and he's very, very blunt about it with us. And it's, you know, rightfully so, because there's a lot more to football than just being athletic and being a good player. Um, there's, you know, a million variables, like I said, but um, I think the biggest thing is Munkin holds us accountable to just be better people. Um in a lot of aspects of life, which obviously ends up translating on the football field. Um, And so that's, that's something that I've always enjoyed from him was he was just a great coach. Um, And he was tough on us, but he loved it. And the guy loves to win more than anybody I've ever met. So, you know, (laughs) everything. Yeah. I look at the one um, locker room. It's his famous locker room. You know, I'm going to fight, you know, that was after one of your wins. And I I remember you being kind of right in the front there during that. What, what was that experience that to be in a locker room like that? Right. I mean, there, there's probably no locker room like that in the nation yeah. after a win like that. I, I, I do. I, I wonder, um, you know, like what other schools locker rooms are like, cause it's just something you never get to know. Um, but yeah, our, I want to, I can't remember when he adopted that, the, uh, the, I'm going to fight thing. Um, I think it was like our sophomore year. He, it had something to do with the black flag and he found a plaque or somebody sent him a plaque that had that, that phrase written on it. But um, no, our locker room after wins was, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal experience every single time. That's when I say like coach Munkin loves to win, the guy loves to win. And when he wins, he is fired up. When I, when I see him like lift up the, I guess last year he lifted up the uh, Commander in Chief's trophy. <laughs> now people think that's an easy task, James. I don't mm. know. I mean that. I forget how much that weighs. I mean that thing's heavy, right? Yeah, that thing's heavy. That's that's. Uh, he he comes. Coach Munkin comes to the weight room. He he comes in there and he does his his, his face bowls and um, a bunch of I don't know Coach Munkin workouts. But the guy's got muscle. He can lift stuff. Um, it's it's an impressive feat. Yeah, I look at I look at that, and uh, I I remember I guess maybe it was your junior year, or maybe not. He when he used to come into the locker room every time you won, and he add like if you had four wins, he put up four wins and fingers, five yeah. fingers, right? I mean, and it's I guess it just was kind of a a way to get the the team together, and it works, right? It's it's been working at um West Point, so I mean, 
I guess I guess when when you're you can't help but like play want to play for a guy like that, right? I'm guessing or no? Yeah, yeah. I I, I think um, I think when you see somebody get so passionate about winning like that, I mean, you you have to be like if you're on the team, you have to be that passionate too. It's 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 a contagious thing. Um, you know, it, it's it's like catching coronavirus. You're gonna get it if you're in the room, right? It's right now, yeah. <laughs> right now, yeah. Um, no, but it's 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 contagious, and he's he's just so passionate about winning, which is again why he's so hard on us to be better than we were yesterday. Um, and it works, as you can see. Obviously, you know he's turned the program around for however many years now, and so far, so good, right? Yeah, yeah. You were we were talking before we got on the the podcast about. Our, our, our co-host Steve Anderson's not here tonight, but you kind of just like meeting him kind of out of nowhere six months ago in, in Colorado Springs. And that, yeah. that's because you guys remind me, I, I've known Steve for a while and just covering you kind of were the same type of, uh, had the same type of mindset and played kind of the same way, like full speed all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I talk, talk to us a little bit about how that happened and <laughs> what that was like. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally just ran into him uh at it, it, there's this place called view house and it's like a like a sports bar grill type thing i don't know it's it, it, they have like ten thousand tvs basically and so you just go there and one of them's like 100 inches or something and you just watch football um and drink beer as you should and uh and that's i think what steve was doing there and i think that's what i was doing there and um we it was like as i was walking out and I, I don't know what shirt I had on. Obviously, 90% of my apparel is just Army football stuff, um, and uh, as is his. And so he's got he's got an Army football shirt on, and he just looks over from, like, across the parking lot. He's like, did you play football Army? I was like, yeah, did you play football at Army? He's like, yeah. And then we just, you know, shook hands, talked for a few minutes. He had his wife and kids, so he had to get to, get to scooting. But, um, but, yeah, and then, you know, I, I talked to him for a little bit and then I, I didn't get his number to talk to him or anything afterwards, but uh, we ended up connecting over the podcast, obviously. And, uh, and yeah, now, you know, just, just texting him. I'm like, hey, it's, he's probably got to get along with pretty well. Like we're very similar in nature. Yeah. The, one of these days we'll get you guys on together and you guys oh, yeah. can talk, uh, talk army. You can talk beer. You can talk army football. You can talk whatever, whatever you guys want to talk about for a little bit. <laughs> Hell yeah! You could. I don't know. Just random encounters with Air Force grads. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's probably had a good amount if he's out here. That's yeah, no doubt. Hey, we got a we got a question. We got one more question here, and we kind of you kind of answered this before, but maybe you want to entertain Bay Knight Twenties question about what made you choose USMA when you were being recruited. Yeah, I mean, like like many things in life, there's a lot of variables in play, but I mean, the biggest thing was just when I came to the school to visit. When I went to West Point on, they played Western Kentucky that week. Um, it was like 2014 or something. Um, but yeah, I went out for the game. And I mean, I just, when you come out to West Point, if you've been there before, like, you know, there's this, there's an aura around it. Like when you, when you walk through the gates and um, it's just, it's something special. It's a special place. And, um, and then, you know, you do that, you get all the feel goods and whatnot, and you realize, you know, the history behind it and how crazy of you think about all the people that have walked in your shoes and done that stuff. And um, to me, I think that was a really special thing. 
um, that and you know, phenomenal program when it comes to football, right? Phenomenal program when it comes to pushing out lieutenants. Um, it's just, it's, it's very hard to pass up when you're given that opportunity, I think. Um, and I think that's why a lot of guys end up there and, you know, I can't say I'd ever want to do it again, but I'm glad I did it. Right. I think that's, that's kind of most people's mindset. You don't ever want to go through that again, but, um, yeah, in hindsight, I'm, I'm very happy with, with choosing West Point over any other option. Hey, you know what I was thinking to close out this podcast, I was thinking about, Sometimes I ask you, you might have got annoyed sometimes. I remember asking mm. you more than multiple times what you listen to in like lock you know, pregame, <laughs> sort of game, right? And I know you're a bit you're a big metal guy, right? You don't want to hear the stuff I listen to. I don't think anybody does. You're still a metal guy, but right? Oh, through and through. That's if I'm not listening to a podcast, I listen to metalcore, deathcore, anything. Um Warner Shore, Chelsea Grin. We came as Romans. Parkway Drive, Augsburg's Red. I can go on and on. Um, yeah, I through and through. That was, I mean, since middle school. That's I, I just I listened to that stuff before I wrestled, before I played football, and uh, that's all I've listened to for the last five, fifteen what years of my life. What, I don't what know, you? honestly. It's I. I I think it's just because, like, my personality-wise, like, I, I just love to get intense and, like, get adrenaline flowing. And um, especially when it came to, you know, obviously, like, you could just, whether it's, it's high school football or college football, like, you're going to be hyped up before you go play a game. But when I would put that music on and breakdowns would hit, I just, I don't know, my blood started flowing differently, and I just was ready to just take some heads off. And um, it worked. And I kept doing it and I kept listening to it. And then now, you know, I obviously don't play football anymore, but I, I just, I wake up in the morning, I turn it on and it gets me ready to go for the day. And um, that's just, I, I can't help it. It's just too good. I don't know what it is. Hey, a teammate, uh, what teammates, uh, maybe pregame music might surprise you that you played with a guy that you said, no way that he's listening to this or, you know, likes this type of music, but um, I feel like everybody just wants to listen to rap before they play or when they're in the weight room or anything. It was almost like everybody was in accordance with that. Um, I think I don't know if you remember Sam Johnson. He he played linebacker uh, I don't name. for a couple years, and then he he switched out and started playing. Uh, um or it's not started playing, sorry. He started, joined the weightlifting team uh, or powerlifting team. Um, and he, he was a good friend of mine from prep school on and still is. Um, but he was backwoods, Sarasota, Florida, and just bumped George Strait, like country, anytime we're in the weight room, anytime we're doing anything. And like him, him, I, and Cole and Chandler, we all lifted together a bunch in prep school, um, you know, because the benefit of prep school is the weight room's like, in the same building, which is awesome. Yeah. And so whenever we had nothing to do on the weekends, which was pretty frequent, um, we would go, we go lift weights and more of us would pick the music every time. Um, and Sam would always just bump country. And uh, honestly, some of the best workouts I've had was just going nuts to some, some, some backwoods country music. Um, 
Wow. So I think that's probably my most surprising. Nice. Um, should have been to be expected. But we got one more question for you, James, before we oh, go. Yeah. Um, you know, this says maybe winter at West Point can be tough. What did you oh, do to yeah. keep your spirit up? <laughs> uh, what did I do in the winters? Just lock myself in my room and watch Netflix or something, probably. Um, no, I had a my roommate every semester at West Point, but one, Seth Jackson. Um, I mean, we just we always entertained ourselves somehow. We we were very, 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 very good friends and still are. Um, and uh, we we were just very good at keeping ourselves occupied when we had nothing to do. Played a lot of video games. Um, played a lot of skate too that was our you know it, obviously wintertime west point is like it, what are they, the gray period everybody's depressed everybody's sad right and then you go through school and you get even more depressed and sad um and so we we had always just play skate too and just relax because it was like the most therapeutic game of there's no pressure it doesn't make your blood boil or anything you just get on there and, and play around on a skateboard um that was a big one for us we'd turn on the ps3 and get after that um but yeah just friends i like friends are the biggest thing like I, I think i mentioned that at the beginning was you know one of the greatest things about west point is the people you meet and um there's just so many good people there that at any time you're in that gray gray period um you can rely on them to, to boost morale a little bit so um that was our go-to i think yeah there's nothing like i, I remember being out in like I, it might have been a before navy week and it's like snowing out and you guys mm -hmm. are practicing, you know, how many practices did you go through where the conditions weren't like, you're not down South or oh, anything yeah. where, you know, I mean, oh, where yeah. well, that's, that's mad drills in a nutshell. Cause mad, mad drills is what February or March, I think. Yeah. It's March. Cause it's a week before spring break. Um, and that's when we wake up at, you know, Oh, dark 30 hop on the practice field and do drills until we puke. And then, go to you know go to class do that day and then do it all over again the next day um but yeah that was every morning of mad drills it's ice cold outside there's snow on the ground and it's just not a good time those were never moved inside of the foley huh ever or they, no yeah some sometimes they legally had to okay not, not by choice but by ncaa rules um if the wind chill was a certain temperature or something we had oh, really? to go in foley but honestly Going into Foley was worse than being outside because it just becomes a steam room, and you're 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 not even like breathing air anymore. You're just breathing other people's air, and it's disgusting. And uh, so you you we'd always wish that like you know the cold sucks and everything, but it was most of the time better not being in Foley. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we're right in the middle of uh, NFL playoffs, right? It was a big sun. Uh, Sunday for the playoffs, we saw uh, Dallas go down, and now, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you being a Packers fan, I'm sure you have them going back back to the Super Bowl and winning it all, right? Of course, of course. We're enjoying a nice restful bye week, watching the playoffs from our comfort of our own homes, getting Aaron Rodgers rested up to, to get after it for the rest of the playoffs. So, yeah, go go back, go. They're going to they're going to the Super Bowl. I, I think you're going to play Cole Mason says. Yeah, I think you're going to play the Bengals in the Super Bowl, maybe. That'd be a fun one. I like I like Joey Burrow. Um, I can't knock that guy. I think he's a phenomenal football player, and I love watching him play. Um, so I would be happy to play the Bengals in the Super Bowl, but we have to win. Sorry. Well, one more before we go off. The best player you ever played against at Army is it Kyler Murray or no? 
the best player I ever played against. Yeah. Um, probably, probably Kyler Murray. Um, he was he, he he was a different animal. He's a guy that you just pray to God that you're never spaced five yards apart from when you're about to make contact because he'll make you miss. Um, he, he was the quickest movements I've ever seen out of any player. I think, I mean, the change in direction, change of speed, and like hands down, just unbelievable. Um, just, yeah, why I say, you just pray to God that you're never in space with him because that's, that's, that's an uphill battle. I, I can't imagine you replay your sack of him too often, right? You don't find the YouTube of that too often, do you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I, don't, I don't enjoy looking at myself in the mirror that much. Um, I get uh, some people bring it up now and then, but um, that's a, definitely a good memory to have. No doubt. No doubt. Well, hey, we really appreciate you uh, jumping on tonight, catching up with you. Uh, like I said, when we can get you and Steve Anderson on, that'll be a lot of fun. And um, yeah, uh, guys, if you're watching this, uh, check out our YouTube uh, channel. Check out us on all the podcast platforms and also um, BlackNightNation.com. James, thanks so much for uh, joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Sal.